Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us this week. I'm glad to be back behind the microphone. You know, last week I discussed that there are traditional long-term care insurance plans as well as asset-based plans. And those asset-based plans are also known as hybrid, which is kind of a slang name for them, or by their official name that the IRS calls them, linked benefits, as in we're linking another benefit with long-term care insurance. And what we were getting into last week, if you missed it, you can grab that podcast, but we were discussing the different options in the asset-based plans and how you are linking long-term care insurance with another benefit, which is either going to be some kind of annuity, a deferred annuity, which means the value can grow tax-deferred, and if you don't use it, that money goes back to the estate, or it's going to be some kind of life insurance component, which is going to return that benefit, the cash value in that contract back to your estate tax-free, which is the most popular design. And there's certain advantages to that. So we went over the different options on those. This week, I want to dive a little deeper into some of the key elements that you need to be aware of when you are designing a long-term care insurance plan. And this will be relevant whether we're talking about traditional long-term care insurance plans, just the pay-as-you-go type of plans, or an asset-based plan, one of the plans that pay you back if you don't use it. So regardless of which route you go, there's some key elements that we need to think about as we're putting a plan together. Now, first off, as I always say, I want you to think of long-term care insurance as a bucket of money, ideally a bucket of cash, because that money comes back to you tax-free to pay for care. We're buying that bucket of money today because we're paying pennies for dollars, which is really the whole idea of insurance in general when you think about it. The reason why we stroke that check for $1,000 every year for the homeowner's insurance is so that if our house burns down, we don't have to stroke a check for $500,000. We want that benefit of that insurance. So long-term care insurance is working the same way. We're paying pennies today for future dollars that are going to come back to us tax-free. But oh, by the way, with these asset-based plans, if we don't use our plan, we get those pennies that we paid for the plan back. So that's what's so advantageous about some of these asset-based plans. So let's kind of just talk about some of the key design elements in the plan. And in this, again, regardless whether it's long-term care from an asset-based point of view or a traditional plan, these are the things that we want to kind of consider as we're putting a plan together. And the very first key element in the design of a plan is going to be what we call the benefit amount or the amount of coverage that you have in your plan. Now, there are actually two key parts to this step. Number one is your monthly benefit amount. That's how much you can take out of that bucket of money every month. Some of the old traditional policies, and you still see some of them out there today, will break it down to a daily amount. Excuse me. So maybe $200 a day versus $6,000 a month. But as a general rule, we talk of it in monthly benefit because most of the asset-based plans and, and the traditional plans, a couple of them out there, do offer that monthly benefit. So monthly benefit, how much money can I take out per month? So you decide that up front. I want 4000 a month. I want 6000 a month, 8000 whatever you want. You design that right up front. The next part to that benefit amount is going to be what we call total benefit. So think of of it as how much money do you have in your bucket of money? We decided that we want $6,000 a month out. That's our monthly benefit. How much do we want in the total bucket? $200,000, $300,000. And when we put those two together, we combine those two parts, the monthly benefit and the total amount of money in the bucket, that's what's going to determine how long our long-term care insurance policy will last once we go on claim. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more um, a little later in the show. So let's um, kind of talk about setting that right amount of coverage, though. This is not, an, you know, it's not easy. And we discussed this on a prior show a few weeks ago. Since we don't know ahead of time what a long-term care journey is going to look like for us, we don't know if it's going to be something that we're going to be in t- for a year or 10 years or whether we're going to need 24-7 care or just somebody stopping by a couple hours a day, a few days a week. We don't know that up front. So trying to figure that out is always the kind of the tricky part of the equation. But what we can do is look at some basic factors and take some things into account when we're putting that plan in place. Like number one, what's the cost of care in a local market? 
How much does a home health care aid actually cost? How much is assisted living? How much is skilled nursing care cost in your area? You can get an idea of what the cost would be. So get an idea of how much you might need to support yourself in a situation like that. Who's going to be there to assist you if, if you end up in a long-term care situation, if anybody? I mean, do you have a spouse? Do you have some kids that are still involved in your life? Or will you be paying for all of the care out of your pocket, everything you need? I like to ask people about their family history. I mean, let's face it. If everybody lives to be 120 in your family and they all have Alzheimer's, you might want to consider getting you know, a nice, big, extended, lifetime benefit type of plan. And also, if most of the people, you know, die at age 75 and they, you know, they don't suffer very long or they're not in long-term care situations, you might say, well, I can maybe justify in my mind a smaller benefit. I don't really like the people that say everybody in my family's lived a long time and never needed it because most people end up in long-term care. They have family helping them out. But also, just because your parents' house didn't burn down doesn't mean yours isn't going to burn down. So you just have to keep that in mind, though. But kind of look at longevity, how people in your family generally live. Um, what are we trying to protect? Next thing on the list. This is what, again, we're trying to figure out how much money do I want in that bucket? Well, how much you know, do you have to protect? How big is your estate? If you have a really small estate, you can get by with a really small long-term care insurance plan. But if you have a big estate, remember, you have more to lose because the government programs, Medicare, Medicaid, the VA, they don't pay for anything until you're broke. And it's really Medicaid and the VA. And again, those are both financially tested. So you have to spend your assets down. I also tell people, Think about how much you want to self-fund. If you're in a long-term care situation right now and you need $6,000 a month, how much of that do you want to pay out of your own income versus having the insurance company pay? So you can look at factors like that. And what do you want your legacy to be? Gosh, um, you know, do you want to work hard and spend all that money down at the end of your life, the last two years, making the, the, the last years of your life the worst years for everybody? Or do you want to, you know, enrich your family in, in the sense of pay for education, pass on family homes, do things like that? You know, I have a lifetime benefit plan on my own personal policy. It's because, you know, I don't want everything I work hard for to go to pay for long-term care costs. I, I would, you know, rather give that to charities and pay for educations and hopefully help grandkids out someday, whatever it is. So think about what you want your legacy to be. And of course, what's your budget? We'd all like a lot of money in our bucket. We'd all maybe like unlimited buckets. But when it comes down to paying that premium, we have to decide, you know, how much is going to fit in our lifestyle right now. Because, again, you're the one writing that check. You're the one spending those pennies today to buy buy those future dollars. But you still have to have those pennies to spend. So you want to kind of look at your budget on that as you go. The next key element I want to discuss here when designing a long-term care plan is when do the benefits begin? Now, this is called an elimination period. When, when a person enters into a long-term care situation, the period of time or the number of days that they self-fund before the long-term care insurance begins to pay is called the elimination period. It's also referred to as a deductible period or an out-of-pocket period. In theory, with long-term care insurance, the longer the elimination period, the, the less expensive your premiums are for that same amount of coverage because it's less risk to the insurance company. However, this isn't always the case, and it's, it's, we've had a very interesting history with elimination periods. Now, there are a lot of people that believe that Medicare pays for the first 100 days of long-term care, and that's where this 90-day or 100-day elimination period came from. That's not true. Long-term care is originally des, um, defined as an extended health event that was expected to last 90 days or more. So the original long-term care insurance policies had a minimum of 90-day elimination period. And then a case went all the way to the courts, through the courts, came out, and they finally said, look, you don't have to wait 90 days before long-term care insurance can start paying benefits. The doctor has to assume that the event's going to last 90 days. Yes, that's true. But if you, you, know, you have a stroke and you heal up at day, day you know, 88 and you start receiving benefits at day 30, that's okay. You don't have to pay the money back. So that all got settled out. So now we're starting to see companies that have zero-day elimination periods, 30-day, 60-day. But the traditional pay-as-you-go plans, the standard is still 90 days. Now, <clears throat> think about this. Standard elimination period being 90 days means you pay the first 90 days of care. Part of this comes from that original definition of what long-term care is. The original plans had at least 90 days. Some of them settled to 100 days. You'll see a lot of old Genworth policies out there with a 100-day elimination period. But again, the insurance companies can start paying those benefits out early. They don't have to wait that full 90 or 100 days. However, on a traditional, the 90 day is still the standard. You can buy it down to 30 days, 
You can even buy it down to zero days, but it may not be worth it. And the same if we go the other way. If we go to 180 days, so we go to six-month elimination period. I've even seen some out there for a full year. And you think, well, I'm going to save premium. But if you do the math on that, you're really not saving anything. So really the standard today is truly still 90 days. We do have some people that will buy it down to 60 days or 30 days. But again, you got to do the math on the difference in the premium on that and say, well, a lot of cases you might be better off just saving the difference in the premium, putting that in your savings account, and you would have that money either way. Versus if you pay it on a premium, especially on a traditional plan and you never use it, that money was lost. Another important thing to understand about elimination periods, they can look at service days or they can look at calendar days. And this is a huge difference. My grandmother's policy was service days. So we only got to count the day that a caregiver came into her house. So if it was Tuesday and Thursday, we only had two days that week. So burning through those 90 days took a long time. A lot of the plans now, excuse me, we're going to what we call calendar days, which is just truly this, that calendar day. You trigger a long-term care event, they're going to count the days, and then it's going to kick on. Now, some other key points to elimination plans. There are new options out there. Most of the asset-based plans give us, you know, the standard is still 90 on a lot of them, but we have several that are zero-day, or we even have some that do what they call a um, retroactive elimination period, meaning as soon as you go on claim, you got to wait the 90 days, but then at month four, you're going to get four months' worth of benefit paid back. So there's a lot of things you need to understand on that. How much money is my bucket? When do I turn my plan on? Once I make a claim, how long do I have to wait? Those are some key factors. I need to take a quick break here, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to continue the conversation on key design elements, including the duration of benefits, inflation, and more. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. Um, You know, you just heard a couple of ads. Again, we do have classes coming up next Saturday, the 12th. That's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on the West Coast time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. And then Thursday, the 24th is our next class for March. That's our second class. That's going to be an afternoon class. So that will kick off. 
at 3 p.m. West Coast time, 4 p.m. Mountain time. So look for those on our website. You can just sign up. And again, the class, you just sign up. You're going to get a link sent to you. The class is live, so you're going to get to see me. You can interact with me, send me questions. And it's really just kind of a learning experience, so you can get kind of a a good idea of some of the options, what long-term care pays for. And we just try to put it all together in one nice class. And then when you're ready, it just makes it a lot easier to get into putting a plan together. And today we're talking about some of the key design elements you need to think about when you're putting a long-term care plan in place. And the next one I really want to talk about is the duration of benefits. So again, this is often decided for you. Like some some carriers, like um, Mutual of Omaha, which is a traditional carrier, they allow you to pick a dollar amount and then a monthly benefit, and then that's going to spit out the duration, which is you know can be like three point two one years. That's what they will say. Which again. The duration, the monthly benefit divided into the bucket of money is what's going to tell you how long your policy lasts. Others will have you pick a monthly benefit and then ask you how many years do you want that to last. So again, when I talk about years or duration, this is the minimum time that your policy will last, meaning that if you're reaching into your bucket and you're taking out as much as you can every single month, your full maximum benefit, the minimum time the policy will last. So if you have three-year policy, It would last you a minimum of three years. However, if you're only using half of your benefit, you're only taking out half of what you can every month because you don't need all of that, well, that three years is going to turn into a six-year plan. So just keep in mind that the money does not expire. Um, Asset-based plans and and traditional plans, a lot of them will say pick a monthly benefit and then decide how many years you want that to last, two years, four years, six years, lifetime benefit. But as a generation, that is what we're talking about when we talk about duration of benefit. Regardless of how the company does it, if you're deciding on a minimum amount of time the policy will last, that policy does not expire. The money doesn't expire. So if you say, well, I got three years of coverage, doesn't mean it expires in three years. It means it's the minimum amount of time that will last if you're pulling out your full maxly benefit. So again, just think of it. That's why I say think of a bucket of money. You get to drain that bucket of money. There's a governor on how much you can take out, and that's what you decided when you set the plan up as far as that monthly benefit. So ranges for duration are really from two years, which is the minimum on a long-term care insurance policy. And by the way, if any of those listeners out on the West Coast know that Washington State passed that mandatory payroll tax, and they're going to give you a one-year long-term care plan. We, we can't even sell a private long-term care insurance that pays a minimum of one year. That's not long-term care. That's really a short-term duration. But basically, for private long-term care insurance, you're going to have a minimum of two years of coverage up to unlimited or lifetime, which is, again, the plan that I have. That just simply means that you will never run out of your long-term care benefits, so it's a true catastrophic policy. Okay, so let's talk about inflation now. That is another key element, planning for inflation on your long-term care plan. Um, You know, this is what allows your policy to grow. And again, inflation riders on long-term care policies grow the bucket of money, and they also grow the amount that you can take out of that bucket, or what we call your monthly benefit, by a set amount each year. So ranges are typically between 1% and 5% on the inflation riders, but the standard is really 3% or 5%. Now, there are some variables out there. Um, There's a couple companies out there that will tie it to a medical index. And so your inflation rate will be variable. I have never placed a client in one of those. And I will tell you why. If we look at the long-term averages on those, it's less than the 3%, but yet it costs the same as just getting a 3% compound inflation rider. So again, when I say 3%, that means it grows your bucket of money by 3% every year. And your monthly benefit, the amount you can take out, it grows that by 3% every single year. And so the idea is that we take our plans out today. We may not use them for 25, 35 years. We want the value of that policy to keep up with inflation. That's the name, inflation rider. Again, I don't like it. It should be called a compound rider or a growth rider because really what it's doing is it's just growing your bucket of money at a rate that you decided. Now, inflation riders are not created equal. Although there are some companies that offer those outliers, again, the standard is going to be 3% or 5%. And many companies will offer either a simple 
or a compound inflation growth. And it's important to understand the difference on this when you're putting a plan together. Simple inflation just simply grows the benefit each year by the same amount based on the original benefit. Compound grows the benefit each year based on the prior year benefit, so it increases a bit each year. So compound and simple, those are the, a lot of people don't understand that, but you, you have to understand that. And here's what I mean. Let's say that you have that initial benefit of $6,000 a month out of your long-term care plan and you put a 3% inflation rider on it, but your choice is either simple or compound. Well, simple is going to grow that monthly benefit by $180 each year. So at the end of year 20, your $6,000 benefit has grown to $9,600. It just got bigger each year by $180. That never changed. That's simple. They're just taking 3% of the initial value, 3% of that $6,000, $180. They just add that to the policy every single year. Now, compare that to a 3% compound growth. The first year it grows by $180, the same as simple. But each year after that, it's going to grow a little bit more, $181. And pretty soon it's $190. And it's just going to keep growing because they're looking at the last year's balance and multiplying that times 3%. So at the end of year 20, on that exact same policy with compound instead of simple, you've gone from 6000 to $10,200. So that's about $600 more of benefit. But go out 30 years, your simple plan would have grown to $11,400. Your compound inflation would have gone from $6,000 to $14,130, which means that's nearly 25% more. So Understand that if you're a younger person, you certainly want to be well aware of how the compound inflation is going to grow that policy in the long haul faster than a traditional. So again, the big difference between simple and compound isn't huge early on, but as we age, it can be. Inflation sounds like a great idea, but is it always necessary? The short answer is no. In some instances, it's a must. For younger people, you have to pretty much look at inflation riders for anybody using a traditional plan that is going to meet the state partnership qualified um, plans out there. Again, that's that's it says if I drain my bucket of money, I can apply for Medicaid without having to spend all my assets down. I can protect assets equal to how much insurance I used. That's the state partnership plan that is only on traditional plans. Well, if we're looking at those, those require inflation for people 75 and under. Some of them are simple inflation. Some are compound. It depends on your age. Okay, here's the downside, though. Let's talk about this for a second. Inflation riders have become expensive because of the current interest rate environment. you got to remember an insurance company is a cash reserve company. So when you stroke that check to them, what they're doing is they're going out and buying government treasuries. They have to have that cash reserve to pay claims in the future, and that's constantly being regulated and audited. So the problem is if they're growing your policy at 3%, yet their option is to go out and buy a 30-year treasury at 1.7%, there's a gap there. So what they've had to do is they've had to start raising the cost on those inflation riders. So you know, consider a 60-year-old woman in good health starting benefits of, say, $3,000 a month for four years with 3% inflation. Her premium would be thirty-four seventy-one, dollars and it would take 24 years for her to grow that $3,000 a month to $6,000 a month. However, if we took that same customer, we took that same client, that 60-year-old woman, and we said, why don't we just start at $6,000 a month and give you the same four years of coverage with no inflation rider, her premium is actually $3,050. So you have to really think that through. If she went on claim the first, you know, between 60 and 85, the, the zero inflation would be a better deal for her. And it's less expensive. It's over 10, it's over 10% less expensive too. So just be really aware of this inflation. A lot of people call me and say, oh, I've got to have inflation riders. I'm like, yeah, but at your age, if you're, you're 70 already and you're putting 3% inflation on it, that policy, it, it's, it's, you're going to be 94 before it doubles in value. What if we just look at starting off with higher benefit all years? And the other thing that does is it really gives you more benefit right up front. And a lot of people forget a third of the people on claim are under 65. That's a pretty catastrophic event. So you can get more money in your pocket sooner sometimes without the inflation rider. But it's something you have to consider. So let's take another uh, quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to April and Patrick, our client of the week. And I'm going to show you how we set up one of our most popular plans using a single rollover out of a retirement account to fund it. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. 
Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning into Long-Term Care Radio this week. Again, you know, we are spread out all over on several stations now, and if you miss one of our programs, you can always just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can um, get the podcast there. You can sign up for those, and then you can get the complete um, uh, show and listen to it, you know, any time of the day that way. Also, that's where you're going to sign up for one of our upcoming classes. We always do a couple of those every month live. So we do have a couple for March coming up here pretty quick. Next Saturday, the 12th, will be our next one. So again, 525longtermcare.com. So today we're talking a little bit about some of the key elements that you got to think about when you're putting a plan together. And now we're going to get into our client of the week this week, which is my favorite part of the show. And I'm just forewarning you, if this is the first time you tuned in, I get a little fired up. And numbers don't come across very well on the radio, and I understand that. So don't try to write this down or focus on the numbers. I just want you to get the 10,000-foot view and understand that there's a lot of different options and unique ways that you can put a long-term care insurance plan in place. And so what we're always trying to do with our clients is figure out how do we design a meaningful plan for them. That's number one. Number two, what is the most appropriate way to fund that plan for them? And it's different for everybody. And this week... I'm going to introduce you to April, who is 62, Patrick, who are 72. Both are retired. They have four children, 11 grandchildren spread out across the country. They love to travel. They plan on seeing you know, their family as much as they can moving forward. And they want to age in their home. They have a nice family home. Everybody still comes back for Christmas, and they want to keep that tradition going as long as possible. Now, their biggest concerns by far is because of the age difference, Patrick wanted to make sure he had a comprehensive plan in place to take care of April. She has longevity in her family, and he was worried she might live a long time without him. And part of it is also if he had a stroke or was diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, he could make a huge dent in their nest egg and leave her in, you know, financially not a very comfortable situation. And so that was something that was a worry to him as well, too. And part of the thing about this, which was unique, is that, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, um, but, but Patrick did have a pension, but that pension was going to end when he died. And so what happened is he was worried about that as well, too. That income is gone. If he strokes out and dies that income is gone. If he has a stroke and lives and ends up in a long-term care situation, he doesn't want to burn through their assets because he wants to protect those assets for April because she's, you know, again, 10 years younger than him. Um, financially, they were pretty set, um, but they also know how expensive long-term care situations can be, and especially a prolonged situation. April has a very good friend that's managing a situation for her mom. And so these were the concerns. They don't want to be a burden on their family. They don't want to burn through their assets. They just want to make sure if something happens to either one of them or both of them that it doesn't have a devastating effect on their retirement and their financial plans and their legacy to their family. So here's what we found out about April and Patrick as we were going through this with them. Both were in good help. Um, health. Patrick, he had a couple of stints put in a couple of years ago, and, but he was doing well. You know, he really was. And April had some arthritis, but it was managed. But again, these are like the little knick-knock things that we're always looking at. You know, blood pressure, medication, things like that. That's not really a big issue for us. Strokes, yes, that's a big issue for us. Stents, well, not if you're stable and they were done, you know, a year or so ago. That's fine. And so they were in good shape. They had plenty of options. Patrick has, that again, a pension, but it's going to disappear upon his death. So April would lose that income. They both have Social Security. They have cash savings and investments. And Patrick has a large retirement account. He's got a pretty sizable IRA. Now, they've been basically living off of their investment income, their Social Security, and Patrick's pension. April's going to get Social Security, but she's holding off until she's a few years older so that she can get her maximum Social Security. But they've been pretty comfortable right now. The house is paid for. Um, they have a family cabin that they want to keep in the family and pass that on. They own that free and clear as well, too. So they've got a nice little estate. They've got a nice little nest egg. 
Now, Patrick turns 72, and he is facing another challenge right now, and that is the required minimum distributions. He has to start taking money out of his retirement account, that IRA. And again, folks, this is what people forget about all the time. They, you know, we start putting money in 401ks and then we retire, we flip it over to an IRA. Well, that money has been sitting there growing for 40 years, tax deferred. And the government says, hey, look, you, you got to start taking money out now. So they bump that up from 70 and a half to 72. And rumor has it they're going to take that minimum age up to 75 over the next decade or so. So we'll see if that comes through. But right now it's 72. So Patrick has to start taking out required minimum distributions. That means he's got to take money out of his retirement account. He's got to pay tax on it, claim it as income. And he really doesn't need that extra income right now. Here's what they wanted from a plan. They wanted something that would cover both of them. They wanted something that would not run out. So again, this is where we're talking about true catastrophic coverage. Do you want three years of coverage or do you want lifetime of coverage? They both agreed they would rather just have the catastrophic coverage. A plan that would cover home care. Again, they want to age in home. That's fine. All the plans today cover care in home, so that's not a problem for them. April was adamant about that claim support. She had heard us. She had gone to one of our webinars and she said, I want that concierge level claim support. She has a good friend that takes care of her mother and manages her situation, and she said she sees it firsthand just how much time it takes and how she's stressed out. And again, emotionally, she's not providing the care. Her friend's mother is not living with her, but her friend's mother is managing all that and just having to juggle and do all the paperwork. And she says, I want claim support. I want somebody on the other end of that phone so my kids don't have to figure all that out. Patrick would like to avoid payments. He says, bottom line is I would just like to take some of our assets we have. We have money and reposition that into long-term care. That would make the most sense for me if that was possible. And they would like at least part of that money that they use today to set up a plan to go back to their estate. That wasn't a deal breaker for them. You know, because again, they were very realistic. You know, statistically, a married couple, 92% chance at least one of you is going to end up in a long-term care situation. So they were more worried about having the insurance that would cover them. However, if they didn't use it, they thought, well, yeah, that would be great if we get some of that money paid back to our estate so we're just not, you know, wasting that money. So here's what we did for them. Let's talk about the plan first, and then we're going to discuss how we funded it is this is one of our most popular plans. Number one, the plan itself. $10,152 a month. That's the amount you can take out of your bucket. So remember, we're deciding how much we want to take out per month and we decide how much we want in the bucket. So they can each take out $10,152. So we have over $20,000 a month of benefit if they were both on claim. It's an unlimited bucket of money. So it's a bottomless bucket of money. This is a lifetime benefit for each of them. That means that Patrick can be unclaimed for 15 years, and then April can come and be unclaimed for 25 years. It doesn't matter. They will never run out of their long-term care insurance. They're going to get $20,000 out of that bucket along with their monthly benefit to pay for caregiver training. This is for family members or friends or if you, your spouse wants to take a class on medication management, again, so that they can kind of help out. They're going to give you $20,000 of home improvement and medical equipment. So, again, I need to make my house a safe structure. I need a wheelchair ramp. I need a stair lift. I need to widen a hallway. I need grab handles. I need an intravenous pump. It doesn't matter. $20,000 additional benefit to make your home a safe environment for your long-term care journey. Because again, most people want to be at home. The plan has a concierge level claim support. That means they assign somebody to you and your family. Again, this is the travel agent. You get off of the plane, you don't speak the language. There's somebody with your name on it. They speak the local language. They speak your language. They can tell you where to stay. What you know? Here's the five five restaurants I'm going to recommend. These are the five hotels I'm going to recommend. Stay out of this part of town. It's the same in long term care. These concierge claims people. They have they have case management. They have claim support. They have care coordination. They can help guide you and your family. You're still in, you know you still decide. Do you want Italian food tonight or do you want Chinese food tonight? You, you're still choosing that. It's just that you've got somebody there that says, oh, well, this is the best Italian restaurant. These are the top two Chinese restaurants. You know, Again, to guide your family there so you don't have to figure that out on your own. Zero-day waiting. So remember we talked about elimination period. This plan has a zero-day waiting for home and community care. Three out of four people start their long-term care journey in their own home. That means you have to wait zero days for that. 
Remember, that's the elimination period. As a lot of people are you know, waiting 90 days or 90 days of service, this is zero days. If they went straight to a facility, straight into a nursing home, straight into assisted living, there would be a 90-day waiting period. One thing I didn't cover on the waiting periods, by the way, too, is you only have to, to meet that once. So whatever the waiting period is, it, it's one time. But if I can, for this case, for, for uh, April and Patrick, they're going to start their journey in their own home. There's zero-day waiting period, and let's say they're in home for two years, and then they go to an assisted living facility. Well, there's no additional waiting period. They, they met their waiting period. They're, they're good to go. Now, this plan, again, $10,000 per month per person for an unlimited amount of time caregiver benefits, home improvement, medical equipment, concierge service, zero-day waiting. It's got a $507,000 return of premium. This is structured as a second-to-die death benefit. That means if they don't use this plan, $507,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. If they do use their plan but they use less than $507,000, the difference is paid back to their estate. Okay, so very robust, comprehensive lifetime benefit. They're guaranteed to get money back. Let's talk about how we funded this plan because this is the key to this whole plan this week. And this is, again, we, we place more of this product in this country than any other advisor coast to coast. This is a just a, a well-thought-out, well-designed, so many advantages. Once you wrap your mind around what you're doing and how it works, you're going to see why this is such a popular plan. So here's how we funded this plan. Patrick didn't want to move some of his assets over, but he didn't want payments. I said, okay, let's take a look at your IRA. And if you're doing the math on this, he had to take out about $63,000 in required minimum distributions this year. So he had over $1.5 million setting in his IRA. So he's got to start taking that money out. He doesn't need that money, but he's going to take it out anyway because he has to and he's got to pay tax on it. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a lump sum out of your IRA and fund this long-term care plan? Because there's a lot of advantages to doing this a lump sum as opposed to trying to make 10 payments over time. So here's what we did. We took a single deposit of, made a single deposit to the insurance company. This was a rollover from his IRA of $473,000. Now keep in mind, remember, they're guaranteed to get $507 back if they never use it. They're funding this plan with $473,000. Now what the insurance company is simply going to do is they're going to take that $473,000 and they're going to roll it out of his IRA and they're going to set up an IRA in the background at the insurance company. Okay, insurance company, they're a financial institution too. They can do this. So they have the ability to set an IRA up in the background. So now he's going to have his two IRAs. He's going to have his IRA that he has today, and he's going to take $473,000 and roll that into an IRA with the insurance company. The insurance company is now going to fund on their books his lifetime long-term care benefit over the next 10 years. And I say on their books because Patrick and April aren't doing anything. They just had that money rolled over. So what the insurance company is going to do is they're going to make a distribution each year for the next 10 years in the amount of $52,000. Now, $52,000, why? Because that four seventy three dollars is earning a little bit of interest. And quite frankly, it's not a lot, but here's what it is. It's a guaranteed. Its value is never going to go down. So that $52,000 over 10 years is $520,000. That's essentially what you're doing. You're buying $520,000 of insurance out of this plan for 473 up front. So they will get a 1099 each year for $52,000. Now, Patrick again, he's got to take out his required minimum distribution is over $60,000 this first year. He's already got 52 coming out. So he only has to take out the difference now. So I think it was 63,000 is what he was going to have to take out the first year. So he's got 52 being reported by the insurance companies coming out of an IRA. He's only got to take out the difference, which is the 11000 out of his existing IRA. Remember, we can aggregate IRAs together, which means if I've got three different IRAs, so I've got one with, with Schwab, one with Fidelity, and one with um, you know U.S. Bank, and I, I've got to take out $60,000, well, you could just take all 60 out of the Schwab, and it would, it would work. You can aggregate those IRAs, and so that's what this is doing. So the bottom line for him here is, remember, he's taking out – 473, he's not really taking it out. He's rolling it over. It doesn't show up as a distribution. All he knows is he'll get his 1099 for $52,000 every year. That's going to be static. That's going to stay the same. He'll just take out the difference because his RMDs are going to creep up a little bit. So this year is 63000 The market does well. Maybe next year he's got to take out seventy, but he's already got fifty two coming out. That money that he would have to take out anyway is funding that long-term care plan. It's doing it in a, in a tax-efficient way. 
It counts towards his required minimum distributions. And folks, I will just tell you, this this is by far one of our most popular plans, especially for people that are facing required minimum distributions. Ed Slot talks about this all the time. Ed, Ed Slot is that national known CPA. He says, look, what these plans essentially do is we're taking something that is always taxable, that IRA money, and we're converting it to something that is never taxable, which is going to be the long-term care benefits, lifetime, 120000 a year per person for life. So think about that. They could pull $240,000 a year out of this if they're both on claim for 10 years. They want to pay a dime of tax on that. They've got to pay tax on the IRA money regardless. And if they don't do anything and they pass away tomorrow, that IRA passes on to the family. Well, guess what? The family's got to pull that money out in 10 years now, and they got to pay tax on it, income tax. So it's just it's just a great plan. And here's the icing on the cake on this. If something happens to them in the next 10 years, let's say one of them go on claim, remember, they have lifetime benefit of long-term care. They'll start receiving that $10,000 a month. But when that $52,000 is being pulled out every year by the insurance company to pay the premium. There's a waiver of premium built in. They're going to get the 52000 and they'll get their $10,000 a month of long-term care. It doesn't change their taxes at all, folks. This is such a win-win program, and hopefully they live a nice long life. And essentially what Patrick did is he took a bunch of money that was sitting in bonds. He said that it's probably going to go down in value anyway. I'm turning 473000 into a guaranteed $507,000 tax-free for my estate. That's what he's hoping. It's just a great, great program. So, again, I get pretty amped up and excited on this. So uh, let me take a quick break, final break here, and I'll come up for air. And when we come back, I've got a little bit more things, a few more things I want to discuss here on Long-Term Care Radio. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So if you're new to our program, you know, this is just really an educational program. We come out every week with a new program, and, um, you know, I try to put these shows together. And just the, the whole idea is to educate you. You're going to hear me. I'm not telling you to call us for a quote. That's not what we do. Please don't call me for a quote because you won't get very far. But I will be asking you to join us for one of our upcoming classes. 
And again, we used to teach these classes live. And then when COVID hit, we ended up having to go to a webinar format. And we really ended up liking this. And we've gotten a lot of good positive feedback. We can reach a lot more people. You don't have to get in your car and drive. And the idea is the class is the same. We're going to talk about long-term care, what it is, what it pays for, what your options are. How does Medicare and Medicaid work and the VA work? How does self-insuring compare to long-term care? We're going to wrap all that up in a nice little 45-minute package. And then we're going to answer your questions, and it's live, and you can just type those questions in. And that's my favorite part of the class by far because you're also going to learn the most sometimes from those questions. Like I always get, like, what happens if the insurance company goes out of business? Or what happens if I move out of state? So we get a chance to answer all those questions. And then when you're ready, we're going to take the time to sit down and custom design a plan for you, just like we did for Patrick in April. And today I was talking about some of the the key design elements, you know, like how much money do you want in your bucket? How fast can you take it out? Do you want inflation? What's the elimination period going to be? And I just wanted to finish up the segment here today just talking about what I think is probably the most important design element of your plan. And that is the claims support or the lack of claim support. You have to decide that up front. And I will tell you, often overlooked um, is this issue. My experience has taught me that this is probably the most important um, feature of your policy. And what I mean by that is a lot of advisors out there, they talk about long-term care simply in a sense of money. Do you have 3000 a month? Do you have 4000 a month? Do you have 8000 a month coming in for two years or three years? And they start talking about averages. I did a whole show on the problem with averages. You know, I get, you know, again, you know, about 13% of people expire their long-term care insurance, meaning they run out of benefits. My grandmother did that. And it was, it was, it was kind of sad. It was frustrating because we really wished, uh, gosh, I would have paid double the premium if I would have just been able to keep that insurance because you realize insurance is only important when you need it. And so what we're talking about here, when we talk about the claim support is there are a lot of companies out there that pay cash benefits. And that sounds good. In fact, there's a lot of people out there say cash is king, meaning when you go on claim for just think of of April and Patrick, they got $10,000 a month of benefits. So when they go on claim, they just start getting a check for $10,000 every month. They can do whatever they want. I will tell you that maybe that sounds good on the surface, but when we really peel that onion back, think about it. Think about it in the terms of your house burning down. You call the insurance company. They drive by. They're like, yep burn down, they go into their trunk and they come out with a sack full of money and they drop it off on your porch and they drive away and they say, thank you for being a client. That's essentially what cash is doing. If you're a contractor and you have your own crew and that's what you do for a living, maybe you take the cash and you just rebuild your house and you're happy. You're just like tickled pink. You're like, great, I'm going to build the house the way I want it. Off I go. So in a long-term care situation, same thing. If you're living with you know, it's, um, you know, a nurse and a doctor and you have caregivers and people that are strong enough to lift you and do all these things, yeah, maybe cash is fine. Maybe you want to pay it. But the vast majority of us aren't contractors. The vast majority of us don't live with professionals that can you know, pr- provide that long-term care service for us. So we really want to look at what the claim support is. And there's a couple of companies out there that just do a fantastic job, both on the traditional side and on the asset-based side. And like our client of the week, this is the same plan that I have. When we call and we've turned on multiple claims for our clients, and Madeline, our case manager, will call the insurance company, get the paperwork, get everything filed for our clients. They assign somebody to this right then and there into that family. And now we know who to call. We have a direct line, and I will tell you that is night and day difference. It's the difference between staying in a Ritz-Carlton with a view of the beach and stay in a Motel 6 at the corner of a busy intersection on a, on, on a freeway. I mean, it's just night and day difference. And so that's really what this claim support does. And so our client of the week this week, April and Patrick, really you know, said, gosh, I want that claim support. I've heard you talk about it. I saw you on the webinar talking about what the concierge service does, what care coordination does, what a case manager does. I want that built into my plan. And to me, that's the value of these insurance plans because really insurance is only important when you need it. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever wrecked a car, you've ever had a a claim on a house, and if you've got a poor insurance company, you know how frustrating that can be. You want that to be as easy, as squeezy, 
possible because that's, you know, who you're helping out on that is your family. You're going to get the care one way or the other, but it's your family that's going to be struggling trying to figure out, is this the right level of care for mom? Is this a good company? Is this the best place for dad? Whatever it is. And so that's where we bring in those really good claim support concierge level service and we've got a couple really great companies and so we're always going to talk about that with you when we're designing a plan so um let me flip back up here too i want to talk again classes next saturday the 12th so if you're rocky mountain time that's going to kick off at 9 a.m if you're pacific coast time west coast that's going to be 8 a.m and then the two the next a week from the next thursday so the 24th will be our second class for March. And that's going to be an afternoon class, Thursday afternoon. So again, 3 p.m. on the West Coast, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. And again, those classes are live. And just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Sign up to click on the attendant event tab. And we will send you a link. And when you're ready, you just click on that. You can watch it on your smartphone. You can watch it on your computer. It doesn't matter. You can send questions into us. And then we also have our book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, that we can get out to you in either a PDF format or we'll even put a stamp on one and mail it out to you, which answers even more questions, has a glossary and stuff like that. So it's just a great way for you to educate yourself about this important subject matter. And again, the bottom line for me, this is really about protecting the people you care about most. That's what long-term care planning does. And we're here to kind of guide you and help you through that. So thanks for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with another new show. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.